This is episode 62, AFCY. Good afternoon. Welcome to Flying in Sports, where we fly around nationwide talking about what's going on in the sports world. I'm your host, Joey Polizzi, and today we got a very special guest. Let me welcome the co-founder of GoChat, Mike, to the show. Welcome, Mike. How you doing, Joey? Glad I'm, to be here. I'm good. Uh, tell us a little bit about GoChat, where we can find you on Instagram, YouTube. Sure, sure, sure. So um, I also have a sports podcast. It's called GoChat. You can find us on Instagram at go underscore, underscore chat. You can find us on YouTube. That's where we post you know, the video recordings of um, our podcast. So just go chat there on TikTok. You can do a go chat sports on TikTok. And obviously you can find us on anywhere that you stream your podcast. So Spotify, Apple Music, um, and, and any other sort of podcast, Anchor, whatever you want. So please check us out and give us a follow. I really appreciate it. And also, Raven, you can follow me on TikTok at ravens.walterpicks. If you don't know, Joey also has one. We're part of the, the Walter Picks content creation team. So if you don't follow him, come over to ravens.walterpicks and give me one too. Yeah. Hey, follow him, ravens.walterpicks on TikTok. Or as you said, goat underscore chat. They got some great videos. And I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but they have a lot in store for their 100th episode released on Monday. You follow them on Instagram. Don't forget to follow sure. us on Instagram at flying in sports underscore podcast. Welcome to our 67th. And today we will discuss the last division, the AFC West. So, Mike, are you ready? I was born ready. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. And this offseason, you know, they didn't do too much. They did get Joe Thune, and that was their biggest signing by far. They did lose Eric Fisher, who they released, and they lost their wide receiver number two, Sammy Watkins. So, Mike. Now this team has Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. Losing Sammy Watkins is not too big. But with those three alone, Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, is this the best offense in football? Um, I don't know if I would say the best. Definitely top three. Obviously, they definitely could be the best. Obviously, you know, when you have the best quarterback in the NFL with Patrick. Or the best wide receiver. You got a deadly trio right there. So... They definitely could be the best offense in the NFL. They're going to be one of the best. I'm not sure if I'd say the best. Obviously, they're in competition with the Packers, the Bills, the Buccaneers, and the Cowboys. So that's probably my top five uh, right there. But the Chiefs are definitely up there, definitely top three. Yeah, I think uh, for sure they have a very elite offense. And all five of those teams that you named are elite on offense. But I, I think I'm going to go here and say they have the best offense. I mean, it for the sole reason that it is impossible to guard both Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yep. Stop Travis Kelsey. You still got to guard Tyreek Hill, and no one could do that. Or okay, well, double team Tyreek. Oh, but we got to worry about Travis Kelsey. And behind that, you got the best quarterback in football. It is just so hard. So with that, I am gonna say that is the best offense in football. Yeah, the Bucks, the Packers, the Cowboys, the Bills—they have great offense as well. But I think if it comes down to it, if I'm starting a team. Offense, the whole thing, even Nicole Hardman. So let's yeah. dig a little deeper into Mahomes' weapon. Talked about Hill and Kelsey double teaming some, the others open. But Mike, who is the better weapon for Mahomes? Is it Travis Kelsey or is it Tyree Hill? Man, this is a tough question because they're really neck and neck. I'd go with Tyree Hill just because of the effect that he has on the rest of the team with his ability to stretch the field 
you know, obviously he's known as a speed demon, but his route running is impeccable as well. So I think just his ability to open up everything, open up those underneath routes for Travis Kelsey, those post routes uh, for him. So I think I got to go with Tyree Hill here, but you can't go wrong with either. Yeah, I'm going to totally 100% agree with you here with Tyreek Hill. I don't, I don't know if I would say, you know, Travis Kelsey wouldn't be as good as Tyreek, but what do you think? There's a strong possibility, right? Yeah, I think without Tyreek, Travis takes a bit more. I don't, I don't even know if either of them takes a dip, to be honest. But if they had to play without each other, I think Travis Kelsey would have a harder time than Tyreek Hill. We mentioned it. Tyreek Hill opens up the field. He really does. Speed. One of the best. His speed is definitely the best in the league. And it is so hard to guard him. And I'm going to go Tyreek Hill here. You know, Travis. He's, you know, he's, he's very elite. Don't get me wrong. But standard build for, you know, a little above average for tight end. But nothing spectacular. I haven't seen a long time. That is why I'm going to go Tyreek Hill. His. His just way to escape and get down the field is just is just one of the best in the league. Let's move over now 100%. to the defense. Yeah, one hundred percent. But let's move on now to the defense. Talk about the offense and how great defense. You know, defense is, is towards the bottom, is what most people say. So, do you think that's properly rated that they are, you know, a bottom defense in the league? Um, the line. I think they're I think they're pretty underrated to be honest. They were pretty solid last year, um, and they just keep adding year after year throughout uh, the draft. And I think that they're still one of the sneakier defenses in the NFL. I mean, if you look at their uh, scoring total, they were um, near top ten, if I'm not mistaken, allowing 362 points throughout the whole season. So one of the better defenses in the NFL. And they're still very young, so they're only going to get better through that. I really do like what Jerry Sneed, a corner they have there still. Frank Clark. Um, I think that defense is really solid and definitely capable of uh, winning a Super Bowl with the amount of weapons they have on offense. Yeah, I mean, they have Chris Jones, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew. Like Those players are big, big players. I think with that, this defense is a little bit underrated, to be honest with you. Because, yeah, they won't, you know, top of the league. They have to be top 15 in the league, you know. They got those key pieces, those X-Factors, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark. You know, I think it's very under- a little bit more. Uh, because everyone says the defense game up. That's bottom Bottom seven or eight in the league in Madden. I think they are very underrated, especially with those key pieces that they have. And last question, get into our record for The Chiefs, we've no third dominant. Mahomes, is there any chance that they do not make the playoffs in 2021? Yeah, really, barring injuries, there's no shot that they don't make the playoffs. I mean, there's a 1% chance they don't win the division, much less not make the playoffs. So, yeah, they're a lot for the playoffs as long as Mahomes stays healthy. Yeah, I think there's a 0% chance that they don't make the playoffs. That team is just so good. Stacked. Stacked. That is the great word, stacked. They are so stacked. <laughs> on both sides of the ball, too. Even on defense, I would say that they are pretty stacked. 
So what do you give the record, the record prediction for the Kansas City Chiefs this season, Mike? I have them going 15 and 2. 15. I have them losing, yep. I have them losing two games. I have them losing to the Raiders in week 10 uh, away at Allegiant Stadium. And I also have them losing at home in week 15 to the LA Chargers. I think okay. those those in-division games are going to be tough ones for them. And, uh, I mean, they're just so good. It's kind of hard to pick which games they're going to lose, but I know they'll they'll lose a couple. Yeah, they'll definitely lose a couple. They won't go undefeated. So I have them here going 14-3. and three. They, they play some good competition. You named a couple. The Chargers, are, who are up and coming, are going to give them some trouble too. Chargers almost beat them last year. So I do think they lose three games, but it's not going to hurt the Chiefs for getting that top seed, I think, in the AFC. Now let's move over to the Los Angeles Chargers. And this offseason, they got Corey Lindsay, and that was their big signing this offseason, protect Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert is already playing at an elite level, Mike. He won rookie of the year last year. Do you think he's top 10 already in his beginning of his second year? No, I don't think he's top 10. But at the end of the season, we definitely could consider him top 10. I mean, there are just so many good quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean – some quarterbacks who I think people would consider are around Justin Herbert that are better than him. Josh Allen, better. Dak Prescott, better. Lamar, better. Tom Brady, better. Matthew Stafford, better. Kyler Murray, better. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, he, he's definitely top 15. I just can't say top 10 yet after one year. Yeah, I put him at number 12 for me. I have him right behind number 11, Ryan Tannehill. I think he is yep. not there yet. One. You think he's top ten, Ryan Tannehill? Uh, I'm not sure if he's. I would have to like hash out and like make a yeah. list. Um, I definitely have a good idea of like who like the top seven or eight are. Probably seven. I had to like you know track down my head, but yeah. uh, um, it it it'd be tough. It'd be tough. Yeah, he's definitely but, close though. Mm-hmm. It, it is close. All those quarterbacks from like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. They're all very close. And I got Herbert right before, right after. Ryan Daniel, but I can for sure see him get into the top 10 after the 2021 season. So a big move, I would say, this offseason, besides getting Corey Lindsay, offensive lineman, they fired Anthony Lynn. And this was the thing that was most needed for the Los Angeles Chargers. Do you think, looking back, that was a great move for this team, or do you think it's going to hurt him in any way? I think it was definitely needed. Um, they, they needed a new support. You know, year after year, losing one position gains like Anthony Lynn was prone to. It's just not – you You just – it's so obvious when you lose that many one-possession games that you didn't alter um, in your team. So hopefully Brandon Staley can bring that over from across the town uh, to the Chargers and establish a winning culture. I'm not sure if he can. I'm not – you know, obviously we saw last year how good the Rams' defense was, but they were uber-talented. They had so many corners, so many – Obviously, the best defensive player in the NFL, Aaron Donald. So, um, can he do it? Maybe, you know, but it's definitely an upgrade over Anthony Lynn. They need to get rid of him. Yeah, I think Anthony Lynn was really, really hurting this team. Not only the one possession game, just I just didn't think he was that coach for this team. You talked, we talked, we saw a couple years ago, you had Phillip Rivers, Melvin Gordon, also Austin Eckler in that backfield, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry. And they went under 500. And with that team and that defense that was there at the time, this team should have made the playoffs easily. 
didn't. And it was just two years later that they fired Anthony Lynn. Great move for this team. I think Brandon Staley, you know, helps the team get in the right direction. Maybe not this year, but next year, I think the team could be a top team in the AFC. And the next question and the last question before we get a record prediction. How do the Chargers get back to the postseason, Mike? I think at this point, you're pretty much set on offense. You have all the weapons you could dream of in uh, Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is, is still a good number two. Austin Eckler is a phenomenal running back. And then uh, you upgrade your offensive line, and it's pretty much arguably top ten. You know, adding Corey Lindsley, drafting uh, Rashawn Slater, who was an absolute steal at 13. I mean – that was, that was just great stuff there from the Chargers. You just got to upgrade the defense at, at this point. Although Darren James is coming back and Joey Bosa is one of the best edge rushers in the league, they still have plenty to improve on that side of the ball. Yeah, I think, you know, that defense isn't the best, you know, as we talked about. Derwin James is coming back, so that's going to be big. Joey Bosa is one of the best in the league. That's also big. They got Linval Joseph, right? Mm-hmm. I believe he's there, too. Great defensive run stopper. You got some rookies, Asante Samuel Jr., who's looked great in training camp. So this defense is not going to be the reason why they get back to the postseason. It's going to be that offense. And it's going to be the thing that comes down to it right there is protecting Justin Herbert. We've seen Justin Herbert ball out. He's been great. In year two, just protect him. He's going to get the ball to Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. He's going to get it to Austin Eckler. Just protect your star quarterback. That's how the, that's how the Chargers get back to the postseason. So... What do you give the Chargers, and do you think they make the playoffs this season? Um, unfortunately, I just think that there are going to be other teams in the AFC that are going to beat them out for um, that last wild card spot. Personally, I'm very high on the top three teams in the AFC East, Bills, Patriots, and Dolphins. I think they all get double-digit wins. And although I, although I still have the Chargers going 10-7, and seven, they are going to be the eighth seed for me and slightly miss out on the playoffs. We missed out. Yeah, that very good competition in that AFC now, especially in that AFC East. I have them also going the exact same as you, 10 and 7. But for me, I have them getting that seventh seed and making the postseason. I have them beating out the New England Patriots, who you got in the seventh spot. So it's going to be a close yeah. race to the end. But I got the Chargers at number seven. You got the Patriots at number seven. It's going to well, be a good fight, though. Well, actually, I'm I'm so high on the Patriots. It's like it's like dangerous. I have them going fourteen and three and nabbing the fifth seed because I, I like uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, maybe I should have appeared on the AFC East episode. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just so high on them. I have the Browns as the as the seventh seed at twelve and five, but we, we can move on. That's a discussion for a different day. Wow, the page. I'm shocked in the Patriots. That's your bold prediction, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, if they can put everything together on offense, that defense is great. That coach is the best. So it, it it's. Not bold, but it is very, very bold, you know? So let's get now down to the Raiders, the bottom two teams in this division. The Raiders and Broncos are maybe one of these teams proves to be elite in 2021. The Raiders, they got Yannick Ninglakwe, Kenyon Drake, John Brown, Jonathan Haskins, and Solomon Thomas. Let's Mm -hmm. talk about their quarterback first, Derek Carr. Derek Carr hasn't had a winning season since 2016 and has gone 25 and 38 over his last four seasons. This is the last year for Derek Carr to prove it. I don't think it's the last year for him. I mean, he's here in Las Vegas, right? But I think he's proven that he's a top 15 quarterback in the NFL and that it 
with the right pieces around him, I honestly think that you can um, win a Super Bowl. I just think that that Las Vegas team has been absolutely torn to shreds since John Gruden has come in. Obviously, you know, he's drafted some interesting interesting guys, but a lot of them have not panned out to what they are supposed to be. So personally, I'm not high on this Raiders team at all. But I think Derek Carr, you know, he's still going to be in this league for years to come. Yeah, and I think this is not – I agree with you. This is not his last year to prove it. But he has to prove something or the Raiders are going to draft the quarterback next year. That That's the end of the story. That He has to prove that he can lead this team in some type of way. He hasn't been doing it the last four years since his MVP candidate season where he, he did go 12-3 and three before injuring him for the season, but I think he has to prove it this year. Not that he'll lose his job next year or the year after, but he has to prove that he can lead the team in some sort of way. So this is kind of a prove it year for him, but also I think his job is secure. You brought it up with John Gruden, our next question. John Gruden, he has a philosophy and he is trying to revamp his team. Since he came in three years ago, only three players on defense remain from that team. All three players are not expected to be starters either. So do you think John Green is doing the good thing and the right thing by doing this? Or is his defense still bottom 10 and it's not really going anywhere? No, that, that defense is absolutely abysmal. It is <laughs> it is very bad. You know, obviously they signed Yannick Ngakwe, which is nice. You mentioned some other names like Solomon Thomas, who's, who's not bad. They actually did just trade for Denzel Perryman, a linebacker from Carolina. So that's another piece for that defense. But I still think it's bottom 10, possibly bottom five and it's really going to drag down the offense i actually have to be pretty good this year yeah and we'll get to the breakout candidates and henry ruggs and brian Edwards. but before we get there this defense is bad and we laughed about this defense is bad it was bad last year they didn't really do much this year they got ngathway but besides him i don't know if he can do it for this defense john grunin i was coming in being like okay he's gonna you know revamp his team and make it a playoff team but they're really not going anywhere, Mike. They really aren't, and that's a little bit worrisome for this team. And maybe John Gruden got to be on the hot seat because I don't know what to do with the Raiders at this point anymore. But he did bring in two players who are supposed to have breakout seasons. Mike, Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards, who's more likely to break out in 2021? Brian Edwards. I'm going to be the banging the can for him all the way up until the season starts. We actually just had a live stream on TikTok, and I pointed out how Brian Edwards is one of my favorite sleepers this year. He's 6'3", 212, and runs a 4'5". He has a, uh, a 79th percentile speed score, and he dominated very, very early in college at uh, South Carolina. I think, you know, obviously last season, there were some rumblings out of training camp about how he's very good and how he's working with the ones. This year, I mean, all just it's been report after report after report about how he's dominating. Derek Carr calling him the next Devontae Adams, John Gruden calling him a mix between Randy Moss and Terrell Owens. It's if it's not Brian Edwards, I refuse to believe any other report from the media ever again. What do you give the Las Vegas Raiders this season? I'm going to give them a 5-12 and 12 record. Like I mentioned before, I just think that defense is horrible. I still think that offense is going to be pretty good, but um, I just think that defense is, is so very, very bad. Regardless it regardless of them adding Yannick Ngakwe and uh, Denzel Perryman, 
So I am going five and twelve. They could finish like six and eleven, maybe seven and ten, but I I, d- I doubt they get to seven and ten. Yeah. The same ballpark as you with the Las Vegas Raiders. So, but don't forget, this team did finish five hundred last year, and they looked at the beginning of the season. So I do think you know they bring some of that to the start for to have them go and ten this season. I don't see them going much higher than that. It's that's kind of their ceiling here. Now, I'm going to give it to them. I think Derek Carr gets a couple wins for him. And this offense, you know, leads them with Darren Waller. So I'm going to go 7-10 and 10 for the Las Vegas Raiders. And our final team here is the Denver Broncos. In this secondary, got a whole lot better this offseason. Not only did they draft Patrick Sertain in the first round, they got Ronald Darby, Kareem Jackson, and Kyle Fuller. That is going to be vicious in the secondary. But the most important news of Wednesday was Teddy Bridgewater becoming the starting quarterback for week one. So, Mike, was this the right move or should they have gone to Drew Locke? I would have personally gone with Drew Locke. I think, especially in the NFL, you got to go big or go home. You're going to be stuck in mediocrity. You know what I mean? And I feel like with Teddy, you're going to be just that, mediocre. I mean, you probably now have one of the top five defenses in the NFL with that secondary that is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, you just look at all the pieces they added, and then they added Sertain in the draft. Definitely was not the right draft pick, in my opinion. But nonetheless, they added it, and now their defense is absolutely stacked. So I I, I think that Drew Locke, he has a much higher ceiling than Teddy, but the floor is much lower. So the Broncos went safe, and Teddy Bridgewater, and – Personally, I would have let Locke, you know, ride out like the first three or four weeks, then assess the situation there. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that their decision was correct. I think Teddy Bridgewater is literally the definition of average. Right, Mike? Like he's average. Like, he's not going to be better than average. Yeah, 100%. He's literally not going to be better than average. I mean, is Drew Locke a below-average quarterback? Yeah, I think Teddy Bridgewater is a better quarterback in the league. But Drew Locke is still young. Drew Locke has potential to be above average. Drew Locke has a higher ceiling, as you mentioned. And that's the problem, I think. I think they saw a lot of Drew Locke last season and the year after, and they simply don't like it. They brought in a veteran in Teddy Bridgewater, and he's average, and that's what they want. They're going to settle for average because, as you mentioned, that defense is elite. And if they can have a quarterback just average, careful with the football, don't force turnover or don't give the ball away to the defenses. I think this team has a good shot at making the postseason because, you know, that defense is going to carry them. It has in the past. They won a Super Bowl with the vet, Peyton Manning, who wasn't great that season, but that defense carried them. Not saying that defense is the same here, but I'm saying that that defense is elite and it's going to carry their quarterback once again. So we talked about it, the secondary. The secondary is elite. They added many pieces, three cornerbacks. Is this the best secondary in the league? Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean – Probably not 100%. Definitely one of the best. I'd say it's the best just because the amount of top-end talent they have and the depth that they have. So the combination of that um, partnered with the the talent that they already have, like Justin Simmons, who I think is already one of the best safeties in the league, um, it's going to be very hard to get open against this crew. Let me tell you that. So I think that they are the best secondary in the league. What did you give the Broncos this season do you think they can make a late playoff push um 
they could make a playoff push, you know, considering that they are going to be kind of mediocre. They could hang around for a little bit. But I think ultimately the quarterback play will lead them to a 7-10 and 10 record. They could be a 9-9-8. Nine, nine, but I just think that there's so many other good teams in the AFC, in the AFC that they won't uh, make the playoffs. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I have them in the same ballpark as you, like the rest of the four teams. But I'm going to go here and say 8-9. and nine. I think that defense... Check back next week where we continue to talk about the sports world. We're flying in sports, and we'll catch you on the next flight.